The hair color market is expected to grow from $23 billion in 2022 to $35 billion by 2028. We know what you're thinking. Everyone talks color. I thought this pod was about business. Yes, because color is business. With something that important to your business's success, it's vital that you know what your color brand must do for your business. We are teaming up with salon pros and color experts around the country to bring you the truth about the money behind color. We're talking brand loyalty, innovation, creativity, the who, what, why behind color brands, switching brands, environmental effects, and more. So if you're not thinking about how color affects your business, you could be leaving money on the table. Listen to our business series, Tease Talks, in this feed once a month. To kick off our color series, I'm speaking with John Paul Mitchell Systems Artistic Director, Paula Peralta, to talk about how color contributes to and affects the bottom line. Paula is a Los Angeles-based curly hairstylist and renowned artistic director for John Paul Mitchell Systems, which I love that. I love that for you. Um, she's, <laughs> she's also a salon owner who travels the world sharing her successes and educating fellow salon pros. All right, we are here. Paula, welcome to the Tease Talks. Amazing. Hello, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So we're going to get into all things color, and then we're going to talk about some innovation at John Paul Mitchell Systems too, as we wrap up. So first and foremost, when it comes to the bottom line in the salon, why are color services so important? One of the biggest reasons that color services are so important in the salon, it's not just actually one answer. There's things like referrals, rebooking, product recommendations, and frequency of visit that are some of the biggest ways for hairdressers to build their businesses, period. Like when it comes to your bottom line, like those four things are super key in the creation of your business. And statistically, color services actually support each of those things. Hmm. So like referrals, you know, if you've got like a beautiful color on your guest walking down the street, someone's going to stop them and say, oh my gosh, I love your red or that blonde is so perfect. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Who does your hair? Right. So then the referral is like such a quick, easy, immediate way. Rebooking as well is huge because, you know, if I have a beautiful platinum blonde, like she's got to come back to me every four <laughs> weeks, six weeks, yep. eight weeks, you know, for the retouches and for the refinement, the toners. So again, the rebooking becomes a really like natural part of your business growth. Okay. And then also product recommendations. One of the biggest conversations I have with my hairdresser clients, as well as my clients in the salon is that take home is always going to be a game changer. You want to protect your investment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like insurance. You have a car, you got to insure your car to make sure that it, it runs the way that it needs to, and that you've got that maintenance going. So that's where things like shampoos, conditioners, treatments, styling products, thermal protectants, like all of those things become again, a really natural conversation when you're looking at the context of like a color service. And so I think like we often forget that color is a gateway to connect all of those things, which ultimately grows your business. Well stated. In fact, I don't know if I've ever heard it described by that, but when you break it down into those four categories, it makes a lot of sense. So what must a color brand do for a salon business? Like what are we expecting from a color brand as a stylist, as a salon owner out there? So I think it really depends and, and you have to get clear on that, but generally I would say that a color brand really needs to support, they need to educate and they need to innovate. Okay. And when you look at that, it doesn't matter where on the spectrum of like hairdresser, full-time, part-time, independent, like in a, you know, big box salon, 
looking at having that support is always key because the beauty industry ultimately is a business full of people. And most people, especially hairdressers, (laughs) thrive on connection. And so feeling supported and feeling like you have someone that you know you can go to, um, that more often than not, you don't really need to, but knowing that you have someone and that is a support is such an important component, I think, of, of what brands need to provide to their clients, which ultimately as hairdressers, we are their clients. Right. And then education. I think we've seen so much in the last few years that the world has changed mm-hmm. and the beauty industry has changed. And we know that a few years ago, um, I mean, and this has been coming for the last, I'd say 10 or 15 years, but a few years ago, everybody went digital, right? Yeah. So in the middle of the pandemic, everybody took their businesses and tried to get them online and get them in as engaging as possible. And a lot of that has stayed, right? So we're seeing a lot of like digital education, virtual education. We're seeing like a lot of online classes that are done via Zoom or whatever the platform is. But we're also seeing people that are kind of like Zoom fatigue is a thing, right? For sure. (laughs) I think I read about it in the New York Times. (laughs) Like Zoom fatigue is a thing. So that digital component is so important. The virtual component, which is actually different because that means like, can I go to your website? Can I go to your social media channels? you know, can I go to your YouTube and get virtual on-demand education? But then also that in-person component is so, so important as well. And I think what we're seeing with a lot of brands is that they're not, they're relying too heavily on their digital and their virtual imprint, and they're losing that personal connection, which kind of goes back to that support thing. So I think that education, like across all platforms in all the different ways is really important. And then finally, innovation. Like, I think the innovation thing is, um, it's not just like launching new products, it's launching new products with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And when a brand has hairdressers at the forefront of what they're creating, it's really easy to see where that innovation is connected because it immediately sells into the salons with ease. Like as a hairdresser, you know, personally, I have an easier time knowing like, oh, there was a gap in this profile and now I know exactly who this guest is or who this product is going to work for, or, you know, how to incorporate the conversation with my guests and things like that. So I think those three things, I know it's a long, long answer, but support education and innovation for me are massive in connecting with a brand. I love that. So you also mentioned innovation is a big, important key, right? So why do you feel it's important that stylists and salon owners Keep up to date with the latest color products. Can they just say, nope, been using it for 20 years. I'm good. Why do they need to keep up? (laughs) Um, I think there's a couple of reasons that are really, really important to keep up. One is that technology changes. And if you're willing to change with it, it actually makes your job easier. Mm -hmm. So you can work smarter and not harder, right? So I think when you look at so many color products, like look at permanent hair color, we'll just use that like general umbrella of permanent hair color. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at ingredients and like the volumes of developer, like think about the way you have, and some of you may be way too young for this. And this actually was before my time, but I heard about it. Like, (laughs) like developer used to be measured based on like a hydrometer. Like you had like, the max volume and then you had to figure out how to mix it and how to like create the volume of developer. Wow. So then like eventually the technology developed and they figured out like how to mix different volumes and then how to package it so that it would maintain its integrity. And right. Like, could you imagine Mm -mm. that one thing of like having to take time in mixing your like five N base retouch to have to be like, okay, let me figure out the ratio of like water to like high 
crossing. Yeah, that seems that seems like a lot, right? That's a lift <laughs> in itself, literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's it's one of those things where like just on the most basic level technology makes our lives easier and so if you're not aware of like what's the latest up and coming technology you might be you're probably i'm not gonna say might be you're probably working way harder in the salon than you need to and you know the other thing about that too is when you look at right now there's there's been a massive movement around like sustainability and like ethically sourced ingredients and so also, when you start to look at not just the technology, but the the ways that things are manufactured, like that has changed dynamically as well. And yeah. that's important to know um, if it's important to you, like if sustainability is important to you, like there are brands out there that are manufacturing and making sure they're serving the hairdresser, but also protecting the environment and making that a priority. And so whatever it is that you're passionate about, like whether it's the technical side of things or whether it's the like, you know, we want to be a friend of the environment and make money in the salon, like there's technology that affords that as a possibility. Like you have choices now, right? We have choices that we didn't have before. Fair. And that's evolving. And certainly John Paul Mitchell Systems is one of those innovators at the top of that. And we'll talk a little bit about your new color launch and, um, you know, the partnership with Bees for Development as well. But um, I love that you point that out. So if we're innovating products and color brands are always looking to open new doors, right? At salons, we want to get in, we want to convert them, we want to switch over. How do you go about switching color brands or color products when you're having an established color business already in your salon? Like that's an undertaking. Where do you start? Yeah, seriously. Well, okay. So I think it kind of goes back to one of the things that I was saying about like, what does the support look like? What does that education look like? Um, is that when you're changing color brands, like you need help, yeah. you need support. And, and I would say that on the basic level, um, you know, color is color, right? So permanent color is permanent color. And there might be shifts in tonality, or there might be shifts, you know, slight shifts in lift or vibrancy or things like that. And so I think that's where so much of your, what's your personal brand. And that plays a huge role in, in switching over to a color brand. Like you got to be committed because it's not always easy. And sometimes, um, you know, going back to this conversation about branding, like hairdressers more often, like the more clear you are on your personal brand and what's important to you, the easier it is to double down on a color brand when you're switching over, because you know that you're creating something bigger and you're actually creating for the future and not just for the right now. And that's a conversation, like I said, as a salon owner, I would bring in a new product, even just like we were a Paul Mitchell focus salon, but like I would bring in a new product and my stylist would not touch it until I like forced them to do it or like gave them a reason to actually engage with it. And I think it's when you have a brand that has a lot of like reasons why to connect, it's easier to be like, all right, let me sit here with this color map and pretend like I don't know anything about color formulation and relearn how to, you know, how to do a five end base retouch. And like, is it going to be on the sunnier side? Is it going to be more neutral? Is it going to be on the cooler side? Like those things about training your eye become less of an issue when you have a why for switching. So I think going back to kind of the beginning of that question, like if you're looking to change a color brand, just know that it's more about the brand than it is the hair color because the hair color is going to do what it's going to do. And then the more you look for a brand that's committed to support and education, yeah, the easier your life is going to be. All right. So those are great points. Um, what are some of the ways that you're seeing, you know, color brands go in and convince salons to change their product 
to change their color line, despite those challenges of education, waste, different cost analysis? Like what is something that would have perked your ears when you owned a salon? I think for me, it's definitely, um, it's making it easy. Okay. Like how easy is the process? And, and that's, you know, one of the things that I love about Paul Mitchell is that they really have the hairdresser at the forefront of the creation. Um, so even from like the product innovation standpoint of like when they're developing the product, I often get brought in as a hairdresser behind the chair, not just as an artistic director, but to use these products and to work with them and play with them and say like, as a hairdresser, I would not use this or as a hairdresser, this is actually great. And this is something that, that could help support my business. Um, so I think that's the first thing is like, just knowing that the brand supports hairdressers, what, like whatever brand it is. And it's funny because you would think that that would be true for every brand, but it's not. (laughs) So yeah, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of new (laughs) players in the industry. Right. Um, and that's a very important point because here at the T's too, our one of our main goals and objectives is to ensure that we're uplifting our industry and our stylists. So I feel like maybe you can kind of snip those out that that aren't committed to that. Yeah, and so I think when you go to look at this thing of like, what's the motivation? It really goes back to just like brand awareness. And, and I think like, what, like, what do you want your color brand to do for you? And, and getting super, super clear on that. And like, does it actually support your salon brand or your personal brand or like, is it aligned? Um, and I know that sounds like a woo woo kind of way to approach it, but like, it's kind of not. And also I live in Los Angeles, so I'm going to pull the woo woo card. <laughs> I totally can. But like, I think that's the thing is it's like, is it an easy fit? Yeah. And if it's not like, what would need to change in order for it to be an easy fit? It would be my next question of like, is it, you know, support? Is it the education? Is it, you know, something else that's required. Cause at the end of the day, like I have a Paul Mitchell focus salon and have since, you know, I don't know, for the last 15 years, not because I love Paul Mitchell. I do love Paul Mitchell, but it's because like the price per ounce of product is like spot on the conversations about sustainability and connecting with the environment are spot on the people that show up and like educate and create content are spot on. So like those things for me align personally. And so it makes it easy to continue to work with the brand. Yeah, that's amazing. And so then, you know, once you've made that decision as an owner, right, you're like, okay, now we have to get the stylist excited about this and teach them. Um, How do you do that? Because that's a lift too, right? It's new education, it's new formulations, it's starting not from scratch, but there's a learning curve. How do you get them excited? Okay, so... When you're first looking at introducing a new product into your um, salon, or even for you, if you're an independent stylist and you're like, how do I, how do I do this? Right. Like, how do I get the easy answer is make it fun. Right. So like you can introduce some sort of a, like, okay, so maybe you're introducing a new demi-permanent hair color. And so you'll do some sort of a, like gloss upgrade game or like um, competition, right? Whoever, whoever upgrades their guests with the most glosses, you know, in the next seven to 10 business days or whatever that is like for sure with the prize or, you know, it's funny because a lot of times what I will do, um, and I did this in my salon a few times, but I also do it in my, in my suite by myself is I will like basically take everything else off of my color bar. And I'm like, okay, I can only use this product. All right. How what are the different ways that I can use this to make it work? And I mean, 
I'm in a unique situation because I have enough experience now that like my formulation skills are strong enough that I can like, okay, cool. Let's see what it can do. And, um, most of my clients are like open where I'm like, Hey, we have this new product. Like, do, are you down for me to try it? And they're like, yeah, totally. Let's see what it does, you know, or the, and then they'll report back like, you know, one weekend and here's what the fade looks like, or, you know, three weeks in, or they'll come back and download with me. Um, so it's kind of like having that willingness to play. And I know for a lot of people that won't work. Cause they're like, no way. My clients would never let me test a new product on them. <laughs> um, so I would say definitely know your clientele before you do that, <laughs> but like you have to put yourself into an uncomfortable situation because learning something new, whether you've been doing this for three months or 30 years, like it's always uncomfortable to learn something new. There. And so I think it's really just like, what sort of parameters can you put around it to force yourself to use the product? Because if you don't force yourself to do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good tips. I like it. <laughs> Great. So let's talk about JPMS mm-hmm. and the color 10. It's new. Yeah. John Paul Mitchell Systems has launched its new collection of permanent hair color to support stylists. Um, tell me all about it. Introduce it to us and our audience. Yeah. So um, PM10 is... It's just that it's innovation. It's a new conversation around hair color. And so a lot of our guests statistically are dealing with some sort of gray coverage scenario in the salon, right? Guilty. We got those like every four or five, six, Mm -hmm. six weekers that are coming in. (laughs) And so PM10 is like the perfect solution to those guests that want to get coverage. They want to get it quickly. You know, a lot of people are time poor. And they want to come in, they want to get those grays covered, but what does it mean to them to be able to save an extra 20 minutes during their salon service in that application? And so that's where PM10, we've got this beautiful permanent color. Paul Mitchell, the color is such an OG in the industry. Totally. And it's like, people know it. We love that low ammonia. We love the, you know, the beeswax base, like all of those components that we know and love about Paul Mitchell, the color are now available in PM10. Um, So traditionally you're looking at like a 30, 35, 45 minute processing time for a lot of permanent hair colors in the industry. Paul Mitchell, the color is 35 minutes, but now it's 10 minutes. And for me, what it's created actually as a hairstylist is I've introduced a new service as a result of PM10. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I have a lot of guests that come in and they'll get a base retouch, um, you know, and they come in every like four to six weeks. Um, I have some, some guests who come in and they like every two weeks, like two to three weeks, they're like rid of it. Um, (laughs) And what I've actually introduced now with PM10 is um, I've introduced like a partial retouch service. Cool. And it's not something that I ever thought that I would do, but it's actually been a really cool opportunity to look at like, okay, cool. So do you want to come in you know, every two to three weeks and we just do like a quick partial retouch and they're in, they're out and they are loving it. Um, And so, yeah, that's been a game changer for me. I mean, I would love that too, because I'm guilty of the grays, right? Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, but it's happening. And so it just, that shortened amount of time, it's a, it's less of a time commitment as you're mentioning. And I love the thought that you can open up a new service and a new talking point and even hopefully increase profitability, right, within your services because you're getting a higher frequency. Totally. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is, um, it's funny because as a younger hairdresser, um, I didn't really understand the value of like frequency of visit. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just listening to a pod, another podcast this morning um, about how what we're seeing is actually less client loyalty than ever before. Wow. It's like post-pandemic. 
And also I think the combination of just like social media Mm -hmm. is that like the grass is always greener. There's a lot of options out there. And so guests are bouncing around more often than not. And so the more you can increase your frequency of visit actually like, and this is statistically, like they've done studies about this. The more you increase your frequency of visit, the more your, your client loyalty increases. There is a direct correlation there. And so I think it's cool to be able to invite your guests to a different possibility and know that they're going to see you more often, but they're not necessarily going to have to sacrifice a lot more time yeah. in order to do it. Like it's, it's been really fun. It's a win-win. And then that, you know, the relationship development too, right? The going back to that human touch and, and knowing if your client's having a good day or a bad day and like adding that into your, to your service and your special touch, you've got that frequency to do that more often. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So this has been amazing. Great to get to know you and the new product and all of your take on all of the things color. Where can our audience find you, Paula, for more information? I love it. Well, um, you can always find me on Instagram, the Paula Peralta, I'm on TikTok, Facebook, you know, all the YouTube, all the major platforms. Uh, and you'll definitely see me a lot if you head over to Paul Mitchell Pro. Uh, you'll see me if you go to our Paul Mitchell Pro YouTube, there's a lot of technical videos that I'm in. Um, and you know, always slide into the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're there for our community. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's a tease media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.